two bathrooms here or do I have to shit in a plant? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid fucking idiot, red-shirted ass. You guys think you're so fucking cool. It makes me sick. Let's go make fun of the vegans and their crazy lifestyle. We're not hurting anyone. Go eat a hamburger and choke on a cow dick. Oh, someone missed their yoga class this morning. I, I'm sure you, you've you've heard some of the rumors circulating around the hallways about how we're going to be doing a house cleaning with some of the software people. Well, Bob, I have heard that, and you got to do what you got to do. We're going to be getting rid of these people here. Uh, first, Mr. Samir Naga. Not going to work here anymore, anyway. <laughs> and Mr. Mike Bolton. Everybody's going to miss him. You're going to lay off Samir and Michael. Oh, yeah, we're going to bring in some uh, entry-level graduates, farm some work out to Singapore. It's a usual deal. Well, standard operating procedure. Do they know this yet? No, no, of course not. <laughs> we find it's always better to fire people on a Friday. Studies have statistically shown that there's less chance of an incident if you do it at the end of the week. Sure. I'll talk it out. Yeah. Let's just have a conversation. Track three. <clears throat> Better not be fucking Dave Matthews band. Okay. Those of you who don't want to be a part of this can leave now. Derek, please listen to me. But if you choose to stay, which... It seems like you guys are choosing. Derek, please. You understand and agree to the following terms and conditions. Derek! One. Derek, this is the virus. You talking. hereby waive your right Derek, please. to your own personal bodily integrity. This is not you. Two. Per the state versus Neville Reed, my colleague and I will not be held criminally liable for any felony or misdemeanor that you may be a victim of, including, but not limited to, Aggravated assault, aggravated battery, disorderly conduct, destruction of property, mayhem, and first-degree murder. And three, terms and conditions may change or be updated whenever the fuck I want! Consider yourselves notified. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Describe the ruckus, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore?
First you want to kill me. Now you want to kiss me. Blow. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. DJ Nubis here with you on the Meltdown Radio Podcast, continuing my top 100 all-time favorite metal songs. Now we uh, we did episode one, which took us down to 81, and now we're going to be working our way from 80 to 61. And uh, yeah, so so far uh, going pretty well. I know, I, as people I told you before, these aren't going to be put out like super fast. Um, I have everything set up in terms of the songs and which one for each episode ready to go, but it's just a matter of time because, as I told you before in the last episode, that uh, concentrating more on the YouTube stuff. I got interviews, movie reviews, trailer reactions, and uh, the top five albums of the week that I've been doing. So, uh, getting these out is just mainly if I have the extra time and like I'm not in a real big rush uh so I apologize if you're all like oh come on man I want to I want to get to the rest of it I, I get that and uh, I'm gonna try to get them out as fast as I can but it's more just of when I have the extra time uh and that's pretty much going forward with anything else that Neck and I do like if we do any specific shows Hordes of Chaos, uh, Meat Grinder, Nocturnal Pulse, Thrash Zone or whatever whatever we kind of feel like doing down the road uh, in advance you know it's just going to be kind of like a, a whim if we just, if we have the extra time we'll just do it or we're doing like I mean usually any kind of reviews we do we're going to do it on the YouTube part of it but uh musically you know and chances are it's not going to be just new music that we're going to focus on so uh the good news about doing these other shows down the road is it's going to be a mishmash of whatever we feel like playing that day so uh but as far as like the top 100 I've got five episodes set first one's out this is the second one here and at number 80 the album Slaves of Time was one of my favorite albums of 2020. Uh, it comes from the German band Stallion, and uh, it's a cross of heavy and speed metal, even though I don't really acknowledge speed metal because it's more like heavy thrash, really, to me. So uh, certainly people label it as such, which is fine. Um, but they are very, very good, and I haven't really had a chance to go back to their first two full lengths it goes back to 2014 but uh i loved slaves of time and this is actually the single that came off of it. it's a song called no mercy and here we go kicking it off with stallion <laughs>
imagine having a moment like that, doing a Judd Apatow film and going back to your day job thinking that you're stuck. The next day, I could not stop thinking about that. I was like, well, maybe I know I'm playing it safe, but maybe it's time for this college kid to turn pro. You know what I mean? Maybe I got to fucking, I got to rethink my life. Maybe I got, maybe this is a time for me to pursue acting full time. But, you know, look at me. I know I look like a, like a fucking double-chinned Asian Mr. Burns with bad posture, but I don't know. I mean, maybe this is time for me. Maybe this is a sign. By the way, I'm thinking all this while 50 patients are waiting for me. Not a good look. And my nurse is desperately trying to get me to focus. She goes, Dr. Jung, uh, you have a patient in room two waiting for you. I was like, well, nurse, you have a doctor who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Just did a movie, Carol. Just did a movie, man. You don't get it. And believe it or not, I quit my day job the next day. True story. Yeah. I was scared, man. I was fucking scared because I didn't have any family support. Like, my strict traditional Korean dad who wanted me to be a doctor before I was born, no, he was severely bumping on this shit, dude. He, he was just like, he cursing me out in Korean, you, you bring great shit to junk family. And then after the hangover, we are so proud. I knew you make it, boy. I knew you make it. I believe in you. We are so proud of your tiny ding-dong. So proud. <laughs> the smaller the penis, the bigger the box office. <laughs> oh, thanks, Papa. Great phrase. Okay. DJ Anubis here, and I want to say if you dig all things Godzilla and KG related, then check out the YouTube channel of the Sci-Fi Century. He has great reviews, opinions, and theories in the world of sci-fi horror, anime, and of course everyone's favorite comic breeding lizard, Godzilla. Century provides great commentary when both having a special guest on his shows as well as the collaborations with the big teddy bear, that fat samurai guy. So if you want to keep it raw, real, tune into the Sci-Fi Century. That's S-C-I-F-I-S-E-N-T-R-Y Sci-Fi Century Tune in to get the best in science fiction and Godzilla related information Peace Alright Now we're here to number 79 Band called Into Eternity from Canada. Uh, cross between progressive melodic death metal. Been around since '99. I remember probably around 2001 for their Dead and Dreaming album. They were coming through uh, Virginia at the time when we were going up there to see uh, concerts and stuff. They couldn't get in because of I think they were touring with Arch Enemy at that time, but uh, they were couldn't get in because of visa issues. I remember, so we never got a chance to actually see them. Uh, it wasn't until 2006 when they released The Scattering of Ashes that I really took more notice of them. Mainly, it's only really a few songs here and there. They've never been like one of my favorite bands' bands, but this particular song from that record has always been one of my favorites because of the vocal work um, by uh, Stu, Stu Block. Uh, 
And uh, now I think after that record, Stu had left, or at least maybe after the incredible tragedy in 2008, I can't remember which, when he left exactly, but he left and then I guess he came back in 2015 and has been with the band since then. So they're still active, they just haven't released a full length since 2018. And let me see, I don't even know if he was on that particular record or not. Uh, no, so it was still uh, a woman named Amanda Kernan. So, yeah, so he uh, he's back with the band, and uh, so we'll have to see what's coming forward for him in terms of music. But, uh, yeah, uh, this song off of Scattering of Ashes is called Timeless Winter, and it's uh, at number 79.
Phone rings. It's a school nurse. She goes, I have Isla in the office. Is there a parent at home? I was like, I'll do. <laughs> Gives the phone to Isla. Her first words, I tried to stop it, Dad. <laughs> I go, stop what? She goes, I got my period. I'm like, bitch, you promised. <laughs> I'm like, you called the wrong number, dickhead. Call your mom. She's like, Dad, I need you right now. Immediately as a parent, I'm melting down. So I'm like, she's freaking out at school. She's by herself. She's going through what Georgia went through. This isn't my skill set, but I got this. I go, okay, baby. All right. Okay. How'd you get it? <laughs> she was like, Dad, I was playing kickball. Immediately, I'm like, oh, poor kid. Probably thought she blew out her pussy. <laughs> Just, oh, shit. Oh, I'm out, coach. I'm out. Yeah. I tore my twat. It's bad. I blew out my cooch, coach. I'm going to have to sit this one out. Pinch runner. Pinch runner. Now, I'm spiraling. I'm like, all right, what do you need from me? New pants, new panties, new socks. Did it get in your socks? A bucket, some towels, garlic. We're to keep the vampires away from you. She's like, Dad, I'm fine. Mom gave me a go bag. I go, okay, then what are you calling me for? She goes, I need you to go to the store and get supplies. I'm like, how bad is this, period? She's like, no, Dad, I'm throwing myself a period party tonight. I'm like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? She's like, all the girls are doing it, Dad. I need you to go to the store and get supplies. Get a red velvet cake. I'm like, I go, baby, I don't think I can eat a red velvet cake <laughs> knowing what it symbolizes. She's like, Dad, you need a red velvet cake for a period party because you put the name of your period on the cake. I'm like, who names their period? She's like, Georgia named hers after the girl from Progressive Auto Insurance. She's like, Dad, please, I need you right now. I have 10 people coming tonight. I go, we have 10 little girls coming to the house? She goes, no, eight girls, two boys. I'm like, who invites boys to a period party? And I hear her sinister little giggle on the phone, and she goes, Dad, that's the fun of it. We don't tell them why they're there. <laughs> now I'm like, fuck it, I'm in. I have never had more fun at a party in my entire life. Planning, hosting, and attending a period party. I dressed all in red like it was Chinese New Year's. <laughs> Drinking Pinot Noir, I made pasta with chunky marinara sauce. And I giggled the whole night with all these little girls at these two boys, Max and Carter, right? Faces covered in red cake. Like it's their honeymoon and they're like, fuck it, I'll eat it anyway. The whole party, these two boys are looking at the cake going, who the hell's Jason? My daughter, Isla Kreischer, named her period Jason because she got it on Friday the 13th. Okay. Down to number 78. Features a one-man project out of Norway. Uh, I believe the artist is... Uh, what is his name, man? I always forget. Christ, Christopher Iverson. And uh, very talented individual. Uh, 
actually just put out a new record. I'm going to be listening to it sometime this week. It's called Pendulum. And so I'm excited to hear it. Uh, I'm not sure what direction it's going to go. It has a, it, th- th- this particular record that uh, I take this track from, uh, some of Christopher's influence comes from a band called Enslaved, which I'm a really, really big fan of. So, But he's, he's dabbled in other stuff as well uh, after the fact. And so I'm not sure exactly where Pendulum's going to go in terms of sound, but uh, I'm really curious to check it out. But I do remember uh, when this particular album came out, um, that this particular song was one that I just really fell in love with. And uh, so at number 78, it's Diaspora. This is called Limitless.
Everybody, this is Mr. Joshua Gray, your live gameplay DJ, live weekday mornings, every day, but hump day, playing Mortal Kombat or other games occasionally and featuring a number of different artists. So come on by, grab your breakfast, and enjoy some fatalities. Mr. Joshua Gray on YouTube, Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 8 noon to the moon. And you're listening to DJ Anubis and DJ Neko on Metal Tavern Radio. You have two choices. You can spit or you can swallow, right? You got to register as one before November 9th. Just make sure you know what you're going to do. I knew what I was going to do. I was, um, I was registered as a spitter long before I ever got in that booth. You know what I'm saying? I knew I was going to spit because I knew about girls who spit and I knew about girls who swallow. Girls who spit are grossed out by it and they're like, bah, 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 gross. And guys don't appreciate it, but it's far better than a girl who swallows, because I knew girls that swallow, oh, these sloven whores, they love it. It's fuel for them. It's how they survive. It's the base of a slut's food pyramid. Is it just a sturdy base of cum? And so I was like... I'm not going to be a slut. Like, I don't want to be that. So when I give a blowjob, I'm totally going to spit. So I get in there. I give my first blowjob. And um, I swallowed immediately because I was like, this is disgusting. Let's get it down the hatch. Take it like a shot. Like, this is clearly the most efficient way to dispose of this. Immediately. I didn't even have to think twice about it. I've never spit. And ever. If you spit, that means you have to hold it in your mouth as you, like, walk through his apartment and find the bathroom that he shares with his roommates. You run into them. They're all watching Varsity Blues in the living room. You have to be like, hey, guys, is anyone in there? Can I get in? Or, oh, so Andrew's in the shower. I'll wait. It's fine. I love this movie. What is, this is such a good movie. I forget. You forget how good it is. <laughs> quoting classic lines. I'm like, I don't want your laugh. Like, and I can, it's a better James Vanderbeek because of it. Okay. That's one benefit. <laughs> but you're doing like a wine tasting. Like, you just... <laughs> and don't get it twisted, guys. A girl isn't, she's not swallowing because she's like, yummy, cummy, in my tummy. No. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> Turns out I'm a whore. All right, we are back. All right, so now we're down to number 77. And this is a band out of the UK by the name of Cancer. Known no, most notably for the early years in 90 and 91 when I believe... James Murphy, uh, exceptional death metal guitarist, uh, was playing with them. But on this particular record, in 93, The Sins of Mankind, uh, he wasn't on that particular record, but I always loved this record um, and this particular track. Uh, just the overall vibe and feel of it's very aggressive, and, and I love that. I love the like the production on this record too. Like it just really, really works for me. Uh, the band is Cancer, and uh, the track is called Tribal Bloodshed Part 2.
Hey, Frank. You ready for this weekend? Why? What's this weekend? The ferret's having a party. Oh, life's a nightmare. He's getting two cases of Budweiser, a bucket of nachos, and a karaoke machine. I'm not going. Louie, everyone's going. Yeah, like who? A bunch of slugs? Mm-mm. Me, you, the ferret, and all of his lady friends. The ferret has lady friends. Oh, yeah, dozens. Eh? He's like a furry little gigolo. Yeah, I don't believe this. Hey, hey ferret, what? who's coming to this party of yours? Well, it's What's he saying? He's saying there'll be some fine-looking weasels. Some iguanas that need a good man. He's lying. And a mongoose named Lynette. Lynette? Who likes to shake her booty on the dance floor. Okay, okay, take a cold shower, Squeaky. I, I don't get it, Frank. What are they seeing him? He, he can't even talk. They like the squeaks. What? Women love a guy who can squeak. That's the number one rule of dating. Oh, they like it when guys go, wee 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 Drives them crazy. Oh, shut up. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. that movie, uh, Pride, recently. Have you guys seen that movie? Anybody see that? It's about the first all-black swim team and the difficulties they had to go through being the first all-black swim team. Let me ask you a question. How many of those white people are evil movies are they going to make? It's like it's all the way down to swimming. You know? I'm starting to run out of white guilt, you know? No, it's like those movies, they started off unbelievable. Started off with roots, right? White guilt was at an all-time high. I could barely even watch it. I'm like, dude, I got it. My ancestors are evil, okay? Please, please turn the channel, dude. Please turn the channel. They still hitting them? Fuck, turn the channel. This is gonna be on all week? Jesus Christ, turn the channel. Then in the 80s, there was like a football movie. Then like Cuba Gooding wanted to be like a scuba diver. Remember that shit? And now it's all the way down to swimming. And I gotta admit, I don't think I give a fuck. You know, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's a recreational activity. Plus, I've been in pools. There's been black people in the pool, you know. I never saw any white guy, like, trying to, like, fucking, like, prevent people from getting into the pool. <laughs> it's like, they just, like, making this shit up? I'm not, I'm not being a dick here either, okay? Just to clarify, you know, I just want anybody coming up to me after the show, like, you know, I was thinking it, and then you fucking said it, and then... <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't think black people should be allowed to put on some Speedos and go for a dip. I'm not saying that shit. I'm just saying these movies, like the characters aren't even believable. Like they always have to have like that, the over-the-top, uninhibited white racist character, you know? You know that guy, he's a guy like, uh, he's supposed to represent all the white evil, you know? He's like the dude they always have like screaming during the movie trailer. They'll be like, they were the first all-black swim team. Get out of the pool! like a big vein in his forehead he's just screaming shit look not even looking around you know dude it's ridiculous real racism is quiet it's subtle people look around first to make sure that you know to make sure the coast is clear there's disclaimers like dude you know i'm not racist but uh these insert group name followed by fucked up conversation right that's how it goes down not just some guy just standing up there, there's Negroes in the pool! Do you approve of this? I work at the bank, can I be fired immediately, please? No, I'm just saying, can you just make the shit, like, believable? You know what the honest thing is, is those movies, they're starting to give me a complex. You know, because anytime they do a movie about a group of people that thinks dumb shit about another group of people, it's always like white dudes. So, it's like, are white dudes the only ones who think ignorant shit about other people, you know? No Mexican guy ever walked up to somebody from India like, dude, what the fuck is that? Is that like itchy? Does that bug you? What is it? 
White dude's the only ones walking around. Why, you guys don't eat cows? What are you, a bunch of fags? Well, then why are you wearing sandals? This guy's wearing sandals. This guy's a fag. No, I'm just saying, you know, just balance the movies out a little bit. Like, just have some of the evil shit that black people say about white people, you know, when, when we're not around, you know? Like, like, well, what are some good examples, you know? You know what I mean? You're hanging out, you had a rough day, you know? What are some of the classics? You know, what smell like wet dogs, right? You got headlights or something like that, right? Just, just slip some of that shit in there. Get out of the pool! Wash your hair, motherfucker, right? And just make it seem a little more... Dude, I'm just saying, it's all the way down to swimming. I mean, where the fuck do you go from there? We do like ping pong? They were the first all-black ping-pong team. They're gonna steal the paddles. Denzel Washington. <laughs> My daughter's not playing ping-pong! All right. Getting down to number 76. Band out of California, U.S. I got into this band uh, around 2018. They've actually been around since at least 2011, 2012. One of my favorite death metal bands of the modern era, um, Skeletal Remains. And coming from that album, they put out an album in 2020, Entombment of Chaos, uh, another great record. And I have actually got a lot of these on cassette now. Um, and collecting cassettes again so I go whenever a band will release one I can send I really like them or like that record I would definitely uh, buy them so very happy about that part of it they're just so damn good and it's funny though because even on like archives uh, this particular record doesn't score as high as like the other three full lengths so it's kind of interesting so uh, but I really love uh, Devouring Mortality uh, that was the first record I heard so I guess it just depends I mean I do love the other records like I said but it's just funny that when you see some of the scoring of the reviews uh, on Metal Archives regarding their albums that this one actually scores the lowest uh, but the track I have for you coming from Devouring Mortality is Morbid Decimation at number 76 <laughs> Oh, my God. 
language in front of the lady, punk! Jeez. <laughs> you were saying? Hey, Gilligan! Did you eat the skipper? You better pray to the god of skinny punks that this wind doesn't pick up! Cause I'll come over there and jam an oar up your ass! Eepers, creepers. Those guys keep interrupting us. I'm sorry about that. You were saying about the, um... Hey, lady! Look out! There's a fat whale on your bow! Yeah! Free Willy! <laughs> Listen up, you little spazoids! I know where you live and I've seen where you sleep. I swear to everything holy that your mothers will cry when they see what I've done to you! All right, so, uh, you're Vietnamese? Just out of curiosity, what's your last name? Oh. Oh, Don't you ever upstage me again, ho. Don't you ever be funnier than me, ho. How dare you? This is my Netflix special, ho! What, what's your first name? What's your first name? Tran. You, is your real name Tran? Is your first name Tran? My wife's fucking first name is Tran. My wife's fucking first name is Tran fucking Ho. What do you do for a living? And if you say doctor, I'm gonna fuck myself, all right? You're not a doctor, right? Fuck me. What the fuck is your last, what's your, your last, are you fucking kidding me? Your last name was fucking Ho? Fuck you hoes, all right? Fuck the hoes. Someone in the back is fucking with me right now. Cause there's hoes to the left of me, hoes to the right of me. And my real life wife ho is in the fucking back. This is like, are you fucking kidding me? so funny really like that guy a lot all right uh we are at number 75 wow it's it's really kicking along here next band up on the list this band actually i knew about for a long time you had never taken the time to really listen to them now they only existed really basically from 93 to uh, I would say 96. Uh, they put out a few things in the early 2000s, um, just mainly compilations, splits, and videos, but uh, they had two full lengths between uh, basically 94 and 96. Both records are highly regarded. Both records are very good, uh, and it's a great mixture of sludge and doom metal. Uh, once I did listen to them, I was like very impressed and excited to actually discover them so late so uh but uh this particular track obviously uh is one of my favorites um and it's from a band called acid bath and the track is grave flower at number 75 
Introducing the Metal Tavern Radio Podcast, available today on your favorite podcast platform. Metal Tavern is a heavy metal, rock music, and movie podcast where they discuss movies, music, current events, and feature live interviews with bands, artists, and YouTube personalities. They spotlight independent labels and feature the underground bands the label represents. Again, that's the Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. Stream it today on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podbean, YouTube, and at the website MetalTavernRadio.com. Many episodes up for you to listen to already, and make sure you subscribe to be notified of future releases. That's the Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. Go listen, download, and subscribe today. You can also connect on Facebook. Search Metal Tavern Radio and follow the guys on Twitter at DJ Anubis88 and DJ underscore Nico Caffrey. Woke up one morning. One morning they wake up at five in the morning. They were younger. They, I don't know how old they were, but they were younger. Like I don't trust dads who know exactly how old their kids are. <laughs> if you're talking to a dad, he's like sixteen months today. He better be married to another dad. <laughs> And that's, I don't mean that homophobic. I'm not homophobic at all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not. I'm more like a homochondriac. <laughs> like, I'm comfortable if you're gay. I'm comfortable with your lifestyle. I'm just afraid one night you'll get me drunk and trick me into it. <laughs> and I'll like it. <laughs> that's my fear. <laughs> I'll like it and I'll be good at it. <laughs> Line him up! So I saw a gay porn once for like 45 minutes. Let me tell you something. Holy shit. Ladies, you gotta step up your blowjob game. Yeah, you're still playing JV basketball, and the gay guys are the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, dunking on cocks. Oh! Holding their own head. Fuck this face, son! <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? I'm literally, how did I get off on this gay rant? The fucking... My daughters, my daughters, my daughters. Huh. Gay guys shugging cock. Oh, my daughters. Okay, here we go. This will work. Right. DJ New is back with you. Mountain Radio Podcast doing my top 100 all-time favorite metal songs. And uh, we are down to number 74. Uh, I interviewed these, this artist who is the uh, sole contributor to this project called Westering out of Seattle, Washington, USA. And uh, Brian Thomas did an interview with me. It was written at the time. Uh, this is going back to really around 2010 or 11. 
really nice dude. Took some time out to answer some questions. If, if you even know where my blog is anymore, at Blogspot, uh, it's still out there. Like I haven't taken it down or haven't updated either because everything goes through basically MetalTavernRadio.com. But uh, you can still get to the blog and uh, see like old rating album ratings and interviews and, and reviews that I had on there. And I did one for his 2010 release, Help a Body. And uh, I forget, I think I heard this song basically, uh, it wasn't a compilation or anything, but I might have just heard it online somewhere. And uh, I immediately fell in love with it and then got the album and uh, checked it out. And it's a mixture of black metal and ambient. Uh but this song is so haunting and it really uh, is effective and he only has two releases right now it's apparently he's still active uh serves a, a project but hasn't released anything since 2013 which was the second album joy which is also very good um but yeah not, nothing since 2013 so it'd be kind of nice to hear some more shit from him, but who knows what's going on in his life and whatnot but uh at number 74, this is the band Westerine, and this is We Buried Him Preciously.
We're Tora 5 from Victoria, B.C. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Stay thrashing. Some girls love sucking dick. They, like, love it. And I've never understood it. I'm like, what are you getting out of it? And then I realize it's because they're good at it. That's it. It's as simple as that, truly. If, you're, if you love sucking dick, it's because you're good at it. And if you don't like it, if you're like, I hate blowjobs, it's because you're bad at it. It's, you're really bad at it. We like doing things we're good at. And if you were good at it, you would do it all the time. If you're just like, it's such a bore and such a pain, you're, you suck at it. And I'm one of you. I could have been good. I, all it would have taken was one guy to just like give me a compliment early on, you know? Someone just, just like show me that I had a little promise or something. Just set me off in the right direction. We just want to be good in the, and it's, it's, it's early intervention is key. Like I feel like true blowjob queens, girls that are like, I love it. It was like one of the first times they gave a blowjob. The guy was like, you're great. And like believed in them. Cause that's what it takes. It takes one guy, one coach, one youth minister to lay the foundation. <laughs> the first time oh you're so nervous and all you want is a guy to just take your chin and be like hey look up you go what he's like you've got spunk in your hair but like the way that you handled my balls was pretty cool and I think you're on to something just anything we'll nudge and that's why I tell guys, lie to us. Tell us we're good and we'll blow you all the time. <laughs> Honestly, like, if you hook up with a girl and she blows you and it's not very good, just lie and be like, that was the best blowjob ever. Because she'll just be like, it was? <laughs> and then she'll, like, set off on a course to, like, be the best. And she'll go out and she'll be like, I was good once. You know? down to our first 10 here uh we are down to number 73 and uh first discovered this band around 2001 or at least within that time period uh band out of poland and uh it's a tech progressive death metal band called a squirrel and i actually first time i heard them was actually on their release in 2002 called inheritance and that's where this uh, this particular song comes from now uh, the 2001 record, Discoveries, is amazing. I love the artwork of that uh, album, actually, a lot. Um, both are really, really good. They released a Burned Ground Strategy in 2008. Now, they were on hold, apparently, um, but they haven't released anything since then. It's been a long while, but a uh, very talented band, and uh, I remember when I did the review for Discoveries that I'm not, like, the best in terms of explaining my thoughts and reviews and stuff, so... I feel kind of uh, insecure about that when I do reviews and even when I do explanations on podcasts and stuff like that and my reviews I don't always say what I actually feel because I just don't have the words to put into it I'm very bad at that <laughs> so whether it's because of my ADD or whatever either way it's just do know that I do have a passion for a lot of this stuff even if I can't always put words exactly the way I should about it but uh 
I do remember at the time when I wrote the review for Discoveries, they kind of uh, hit me up through either a comment or whatever and said thank you and everything. So I always like that when a band goes out of their way to do stuff like that. I think that's always a nice thing. Um, but this one came off Inheritance, and the one thing that I really loved about it was the solo. Uh, at times when I was explaining even just their solo work as a band, like it really uh, has almost... It's like if Joe Satriani kind of went just heavier, like in terms of sound, right? Uh, but the the type of feeling that they emit through the solo work is very much in that way. So when you hear this song, make sure to pay attention to the solo and how uh, it just invokes a nice uh, sound that it's very reminiscent to me of Satriani-esque type work, even though I don't know if, if Satriani has any kind of influence on which I doubt. Uh, they may appreciate Satriani, but I'm not sure if it actually plays a part in the guitar work. It just depends on the guitarist and uh, their influences and stuff. But um, at number 73, it's a Squirrel, a pure formality. <laughs> Thank you. 
everyone, this is Blake from Pig Destroyer, Hate Beak, and Zealot R.I.P. And you are listening to DJ Anubis and DJ Neko at Metal Tavern Radio. Get into it now. My dad just found marijuana. 70 years old, started eating it every night. 20 milligrams, my mom says. Dad's eating 20. That's what I said. I was like, that's a lot. I goes, are there any side effects? She goes, other than the fact that he calls me bro a lot? No. <laughs> we go down to Tampa, spend some time with my parents. We're out on their dock, my whole family, my dad, my mom. You can tell when my dad's weed kicks in because he starts humming Jimmy Buffett songs. <laughs> All of a sudden, he just pops up, turns around to us. He goes, who wants to talk to an owl tonight, huh? <laughs> I look at my mom. I go, how much weed is Harry Potter eating? My mom's like, no, he talks to an owl every night. Show him, Albert. My dad just gets on the edge of the dock and goes, whoo! My idiot kids are like, Papa, should we hoot too? He's like, yeah, come on, girls, we'll all hoot. Let's do it. Here we go. Whoo! Whoo! Now the three of them are on the edge of the dock, like three crips letting them know cops are in the neighborhood. Five minutes goes by. Five minutes, we don't hear a sound. I look at my dad, I go, hey, dad, maybe we should sit down. I don't think your owl's out tonight. He's like, yeah, that's crazy. He's always out. Don't worry, we'll try again tomorrow, girls. Pour a glass of wine. 30 seconds later, clear as a bell, all of us here, whoo. I get chill bumps. I look at my dad and I go, dad, it's your owl. He's like, I told you, bro. He's like, I'll get him going. And once I get him going, we can all talk to him, all right? Whoo! <laughs> and right on top of it, we hear, whoo! 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 My oldest daughter goes, Dad, I go, shut the fuck up. We're talking to an owl. <laughs> she goes, Dad, I go, wait your turn, bitch. I'm next. She goes, Dad, look across the lake at the old man on his dock. Sure as shit, there's another drunk, blind, old white man just... These two are like Ric Flair in a cave. Just... All right. Down to number 72. This band's been around for quite a while. They just released a new record, in fact, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, in 2023, called Skyboy of Stars. I'm talking about Sweden's Catatonia, uh, Stockholm, and a uh, mixture of doom and death metal early, and then they did a little bit more alternative and progressive rock metal later on. In fact, they kind of switched gears uh, very early in their career, probably around 1998, their first two records, though, uh, Dance of December Souls and Brave Murder Day, are far more darker and uh, the vocals are much more rough uh, then than they are later on. Uh, it, it, you know, the band kind of like has like two sets of fans, uh, really. Some don't like the earlier work while loving the later work. And then there's people like me that prefers their earlier albums compared to everything else done since 98. Um, 
it's not that I don't find like certain songs they do over the last few years uh, pretty good because they when they especially when they mix up the the rough vocals in, which isn't that often. But uh, either way, um, when I first heard Brave Murder Day, uh, I really fell in love with that record a lot, and uh, the track I chose from it, of course, is Murder, and uh, it's generally considered a classic among metal fans in general, and good reason why. Uh, out that one outside of end time but uh at number 72 it's catatonia with murder
is Patrick from the Canadian Fresh Metal Band Reanimators, and you're listening to Middle Tavern Radio. David Spade, the host with the most step stools in your apartment. <laughs> David, you seriously influenced so many female comics' haircuts. <laughs> Tonight, Jeff is dressed as Prince, the Prince of Wales, the animal, you're fat. <laughs> Jeff, if you changed your name to a symbol, it'd be the Arby's logo. <laughs> Jeff. No, Jeff, I'll admit, I've imagined Jeff without clothes. It's how I stay thin. Rob Riggle, ugh, I want to thank you so much for fighting the war against terrorism and subtlety. <laughs> Jimmy A. Carr is what Ralph Macchio has to do to find a place to sleep every night. <laughs> Jewel is here, or as I call her, Trailer Swift. Jewel, I do not want to badmouth you since God already did. No. I think your smile is cute. I feel like your teeth are like the Spice Girls. You know, they're all different colors and they're like doing their own thing. So that's fun. Oh my God. Peyton Manning is here. That's not for you guys, that's for him. Peyton, you're here right now. You've had a lot of concussions. You're here. Don't murder your wife. I, I don't know much about football, but I love Peyton uh, in commercials. You're like, you're so good at him, like legitimately. I'd say you're the greatest of all time. I'd say like, you're like the Tom Brady of being in commercials, you know? Like, the greatest. Like, he's the greatest, right? So... And without Fuhrer ado, Ann Coulter. <laughs> oh, Ann. What's it like to be like a real life supervillain? You know, like, I'd ask you how you sleep at night, but I'd assume just upside down in a robe of 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Ann Coulter has written 11 books, 12 if you count Mein Kampf. Yes. Anne's been called things like a racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic, a white supremacist, and that's just while getting plowed by Bill Maher. <laughs> the only person you will ever make happy is the Mexican who digs your grave. <laughs> Speaking of Hitler, Jeff, you and Hitler have a lot in common. What's that? Micropenis. You're bad at your art, and no one cared about you until you started roasting people. <laughs> Guys, I can make that joke because I'm not Jewish, so I don't care. <laughs> don't be mad. At least I acknowledge the Holocaust. Anne doesn't even think it happened. <laughs> Speaking of deniable tragedies, Rob Lowe. <laughs> 
We are so hot, I can't even stand it. I'm Rob defies age restrictions. You really, you're, you're f***ing Adonis. Look at you. You look like you're sculpted. I mean, you put the statue in statutory rape. I mean, right? God, I had such a crush on you when I was a little girl. If only I'd known that's when I had my best shot. <laughs> Thank you so much. Down to number 71, and this is the first 10 that we've been doing, and uh, gonna keep on rolling here. Uh, definitely discovered this band around the time of this release in 2003. I fell in love with the album a lot back then, and usually it made my top 100 albums of all time in terms of metal, but uh, I'd have to kind of go back and revisit. I'm not sure if I'd still feel the same way. I mean, mainly because when it comes to melodic black metal and a little bit of the symphonic stuff that's thrown in i kind of like grew out of that pretty fast around 2006 and 7 so you know when it started with dim you in the late 90s it was like this 10 year period where i was really soaking up a lot of these bands like this and uh i still love this song a lot it's the first song i heard it was i think an mp3 that i heard somewhere and uh bought the album went and listened to it i really enjoy it it's it's a really well put together album it's just a matter of whether or not you're still much into it uh that style compared to you know bands of the day like for me for myself as i've stated before black metal it's more of uh traditional as far as like you know black thrash or speed black or uh viking pagan black metal some atmospheric black metal those are kind of the bands i'm still like much into uh i don't mind symphonic black or melodic black it just depends on the band like there's a band called ages out there that's really good uh but this uh this song still will always probably be in my top 100 it's just really well done the keyboards are nice uh comes off their 2000 release uh Enigma Prognosis. Tongue tied there. And this is Veneficum at number 71 with Psychological Orb Unrest.
Yours, Seasons Road from Beirut, a crush metal band from Chile, and you are listening to Metal Table Radio. We go on our event, we're going to see a concert, and we're going to see Metallica live. Now, yeah, I totally tricked my wife. You know, I, I played the slow song. Nothing else matters. Oh, I like that song. It's not so scary. Yeah, see? They changed. They evolved. <laughs> so we get to the show, all right? And we get there. We sit out. I forget. I'm, I'm domesticated now. She's like, is there a brochure? I'm like, all right. <laughs> We're looking around the stadium, brochure, whatever. Now, here's when you know you're too old to be going to concerts. First of all, the name of the bands is already a tragic mistake. Here's the opener. So you ready for this? Just the names. Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer. Okay. All right. Did you hear? All right. You hear that? You hear that? You hear that? Let me tell you something about Slayer fans. They, they are, that was the scariest time of my life when the Slayer fans showed up. That's the first time I feared my own race. I'm not even kidding you. I feared my own race. They look like the extras from Lord of the Rings. Right before Slayer came out, someone came out and... <laughs> they came out of nowhere under the ground tattooing their faces <laughs> Slayer! Slayer! we're here to witness Slayer! and I'm, I'm hovering my wife like everything's gonna be okay <laughs> we're only gonna be on for like 15 minutes gonna be safe so Slayer's about to go on right before Metallica the lights go out now I forget I'm domesticated so when the lights go out of show I still get that giddy feeling the <laughs> show starting <laughs> cause I'm used to you know beauty and me <laughs> why are they so mean to the beast they don't get better daddy So, <laughs> so the lights go out, and I hear, and I, is there a train coming? And I turn around, and there's about 500 Slayer fans, and they're heading right for the stage, and they're not using the aisles to get there. <laughs> are being flung, people flying up in the air. <laughs> I looked at my wife like, every man for himself. Every man for himself. Alright, cracking into the final ten songs of this uh, episode. And we are at number 70. And of course... 
This band really needs no introduction to most metal fans, as most of these bands don't, but uh, starting out around 93, still going, although I think after the first two or three records, they changed uh, singers. But their first two full lengths in 94 and 96 are considered all-time classics, and I always, it's kind of funny, I still hear like debates about which one is actually better than the other, even though I love both a lot. Uh course i'm talking about cratopsy and you know most people most pundits think none so vile is like their greatest achievement it's a fantastic album in fact the song that i chose comes from that record however i'm one of the people that believe the original debut uh bless me made flesh is actually the best one which is my favorite of the two uh they certainly have some cool material throughout some of their other releases but nothing really is compared to those first two records and uh at number 70, it's Catopsy with Graves of Our Fathers.
It's your pal Barney, and guess who's gonna be your new bus driver? No, oh, me! Oh boy! Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh. Here we go! Oh, Come on, hop on, kitties! Oh. Hi, Barney, I brought you a candy kiss because I love you. Oh, that's sweet, Susie, but you know I'm a diabetic. <laughs> now sit down and shut up, kids, unless you want a big purple foot in your ass. Oh boy! Hey, wait a minute. Are you smoking back there, Billy? Yeah, what's it to you? Well, I hope you brought enough for the whole school bus. Come on, pass them around. Oh, oh boy. But Barney, my mommy says smoking's bad for you. No, believe me, Bobby. I've seen your mommy put a lot worse than cigarettes in her mouth. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, Barney, you're not supposed to drink and drive. I'm telling. <laughs> Come here, Tommy. Barney has a secret to tell you. Come here. Closer. Come. Unless you want the next picture Mommy and Daddy see of you to be on the back of a milk carton, I'd keep that mouth full of metal shut. Hey, kids. Tommy just told me all your mothers are whores. Oh, hey, kids, Daddy. Come on. Get them, guys. Go on. See, Tommy? Screw with Barney. Hey, Barney. This isn't the way to school. Barney has to make a little stop first. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yo, Blue, what you need? I need a 20-piece, and don't gank me on the count this time, or I'll bust a cap in your ass. Come on, kids, give Barney your lunch money. Don't hold out, or I'll dump you right here. Okay. Continuing forward, number 69. I know this track is actually a favorite of Neko's. Uh, I remember hearing their first album in 1989 when Dream and Day Unite and thinking, wow, I'm not the music was sound, but I remember not liking the vocalists a lot at the time. Then when I heard this song in 1992, uh, the, the song was much better than I remembered, from, but I didn't realize that they had changed singers exactly at that point until I looked it up at the time. And uh, it made all the perfect sense because I actually had the first record on CD because a local band used to cover a lot of prog and rock bands and stuff. So, uh, so obviously, uh, Dream Theater out of Long Island, USA, and uh, you know they have a, pl- a blend of like progressive rock and metal. Um, Images and Words was like a huge step up. Even though I've come to appreciate uh, the first record when Dream and Day Unite a lot more than I had, uh, it was really images and words that kind of like stood out to me as far as their catalog. I did like Awake. Uh, after that, I didn't really follow the band. They started losing certain members, um, you know, here and there. But uh, eventually, they kind of got to be a little bit too wankery for me, and then they kind of come back. And of course. They're still putting stuff out, but I don't know if they're near as strong as they once were back in the day. But, you know, age will do that to you sometimes, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I still really love this song a lot. I remember the video and uh, James Labrie wearing the Napalm Death shirt. I, that always struck a chord with me because, like, oh, wow, this is great. Like, he's doing, like, this prog stuff, but yet the song's heavy and he's in, he has a, a Napalm Death shirt on. So it's really cool to see that. And, 
So here it is at number 69, uh, Dream Theater doing Pull Me Under.
Hey, Frank. You ready for this weekend? Why? What's this weekend? The ferret's having a party. Oh, life's a nightmare. He's getting two cases of Budweiser, a bucket of nachos, and a karaoke machine. I'm not going. Louie, everyone's going. Yeah, like who? A bunch of slugs? Mm-mm. Me, you, the ferret, and all of his lady friends. The ferret has lady friends. Oh, yeah, dozens. He's like a furry little gigolo. Yeah, I don't believe this. Hey, hey ferret, what? who's coming to this party of yours? Well, it's What's he saying? He's saying there'll be some fine-looking weasels. Some iguanas that need a good man. He's lying. And a mongoose named Lynette. Lynette? Who likes to shake her booty on the dance floor. Okay, okay, take a cold shower, Squeaky. I, I don't get it, Frank. What are they seeing him? He, he can't even talk. They like the squeaks. What? Women love a guy who can squeak. That's the number one rule of dating. Oh, they like it when guys go, wee 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 Drives them crazy. Oh, shut up. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Top 100 favorite metal songs of all time, and we are down to number 68. Uh, kind of funny about this band. Um, I remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, when I was watching MTV a lot, you know, and uh, I always enjoyed the like theme music to MTV, especially in the late 80s. And it's like thinking, man, what band does that? Like, I never knew the band who was responsible for the. the particular intro for MTV back then until I was listening to a friend of mine who was playing a cassette at the time and I, and I heard the track and I was like dude that sounds so familiar he's like yeah they use it on MTV I'm like no shit so I became a big fan of his band Prong out of uh, New York uh, USA and uh, I love Beg to Differ which is what this track comes from but I also love Prove You Wrong and Cleansing uh, after that, it's a bit more sporadic in terms of songs that I like. I mean, the band's kind of been kind of up and down. Uh, Tommy Victor for a while was actually, I think, after Cleansing, he kind of stopped for a while. Or maybe it was that, no, it was after Rude Awakening. Uh, they reformed the band in 2003, and then they've been putting stuff out for the last few years. And I've been keeping going strong. I did get to see them at MDF one year, which was really great. Uh, played all a lot of classics, including this track, and so... Really fun to check out Prong out for the first time in my life, and uh, haven't been a big fan of the band. And uh, so at number 68, Prong, this is called Lost and Found from Beg to Differ, 
What's up, everyone? This is Richie from Grave Huffer, and you're listening to DJ Anubis and DJ Neko on Metal Tavern Radio. Rank it the fuck up. He does not find me funny. I've only made him laugh one time. One time, seven Christmases ago. I was in D.C. I called my wife up. I go, yo, what do you want for Christmas? My wife's like, pajamas. That's what I heard, pajamas. She meant pajamas. I heard pajamas. She meant a pair of pajamas. Start there, Bert. I heard the plural. So I bought her seven pairs of pajamas and individually wrapped them. She had a lot of shit to open. And then sat back in the cut going, done, son. Bitch wants pajamas. Bitch got pajamas. All Christmas, I'm like, yo, open my gift. She's like, I'll get to it. I'm working with the girls. My dad's sitting next to me like, you must have killed it this year, buddy. I was like, you'll see. Finally, end of Christmas, she gets to my present. I've been talking about this present all Christmas. Whole family gathers around. She opens the first pair, pulls them out, and just goes, Oh, pajamas. <laughs> and immediately I think, Fuck. <laughs> if that's her reaction to pajamas number one, I can't imagine it's gonna build. My dad's drinking whiskey and eggnog and just goes, Who the fuck buys someone pajamas? She opens the second pair, pulls them out, and goes, oh, more pajamas. My dad looks at the five unwrapped gifts, quickly does the math, and goes, oh, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> By pajamas number five, he's going flipper on me, just... <laughs> pajamas number six, the whole family's around her going, come on, pajamas, come on, pajamas. Pajamas number seven, they are pissing themselves. Thinking, how could this get funnier? What they do not know is I've also bought my mom and sister's pajamas. You should have seen this man when my mom pulled her gift out from me and he was like, oh, it's motherfucking pajamas. <laughs> oh, shit. I have to wonder if that's even true, like. You know, some of these comedians, when they talk about things, I'm sure some of it comes from, like, a truth place. But, uh, man, that, that being in that household when Bert does that would have been the funniest fucking thing ever. All right. Well, down in number 67 now. And uh, I remember when this band, I first got introduced to this band. It was about early to mid-'90s. Uh, there was such a big wave and talk about melodic death metal. Like, that was really becoming a thing. Or, um, especially with uh, Sweden and, you know, the, the whole Gothenburg scene and all this stuff and all these metal, melodic death metal bands coming out. And this one, this particular band, uh, by the time they released this record, they'd already had three other records plus a fantastic EP. Uh, or a demo called Gardens of Grief that came out in 91, but they'd already put out 
three other full lengths before 1995 Slaughter of the Soul. But I just remember having like a compilation video and watching this video and I thought, okay, everyone's talking this band up. This this album's highly regarded. Uh, it is a very good record. I think over time though, people have kind of like, like kind of wavered off of it a little bit. It's not as impactful. In fact, you find people going back to uh, other releases like uh, the red, the red in the sky is ours. Like a lot of people consider that much better and stronger than uh, Slaughter of the Soul. I still think Slaughter is still a very good record, um, especially for its time. But I can see why there's some complaints about it because I don't really like every song on it. Um, but it, it is pretty ferocious in some areas and. Obviously, the the main single and track that I've got is based upon that, uh, which you know, still a, a fantastic tune to this day, and will always probably be in my top one hundred somewhere, just depending on my feelings of where and when. But uh, at number sixty-seven, here is uh, "At the Gates" with "Blinded by Fear."
is anime from Darken and you are listening to the Halls of Chaos only on Metal Tavern Radio. to say, Charlie, you are an incredible medical specimen. I guess that's one of the benefits of waking up every morning at the crack of crack. <laughs> and you know, it's amazing, despite all those years of abusing your lungs, your kidneys, your liver, the only thing you've had removed is your kids. <laughs> Charlie gets a little confused sometimes. He's the only guy who pulls a knife on a woman who's already willing to fuck him. <laughs> I drink to that. I drink to that shit. Michael drink to that. But is Charlie really the worst guy here? So he made a chick blow him for 30 grand. Mike Tyson makes you blow him because that's it though. That's why. <laughs> Down to number 66, and uh, this band does not come without some controversy, of course. Uh, admittedly, uh, I was never a big fan of the band prior to 2020, and not because I didn't think they were talented, or because I think it was actually a couple guys uh, that did the work on and they've been around since 90, apparently, but their first full-length came out in 98. Uh, in 2002, uh, the record Invoking the Majestic Throne of Satan was like one of the best or favorite records among the black metal community, even though they started out as kind of like a thrash outfit. Um, but they've had like one, two, three, four, five full lengths before 2020's Black Mass for a Mass Grave. And uh, I'm talking about Inquisition and, of course... Controversy, of course, is with Dagon and his accusations about uh, his involvement with child pornography and stuff like that. I cannot really quote or comment too much on it because I don't know all the story and details about it. Uh, I remember at the time when I heard about it, it's like not a good thing, obviously. Um, but there's always this thing that Neko and I talk about when it comes to artists and their content. And, you know, whether or not you should support them or enjoy the music. Uh, you know, for me, it's very, it's a, there is a line, but, you know, it depends on where it is for me. Like, so, as much, even though Black Mass for a Mass Grave was, like, one of my favorite records of 2020, I don't actually own it. I just really, really enjoy it. Uh, but... And I don't own any other records from them, so it's not like I bought anything. Now, that doesn't mean that if I didn't come across a format that Black Mass was in, so if it was like cassette or vinyl, I may actually buy it. Um, that's not because I'm trying to buck a system or be different or, you know, I, I, I don't own it right now because of what happened with Dagon or what may or may not be, but I do separate the artist from the art. So, for instance, uh, I don't like Varg, Verkins at all. There's maybe two or three songs from Burzum that I like, but I don't really like his material anyway, so there's no uh, 
issue for me there. But people who do buy material from Burzum and stuff like that are bands that are very controversial in terms of their lyrical content. Uh, I don't necessarily hold it against them unless they actually go out and portray or live that kind of lifestyle. So I judge people mainly on their character rather than what they're listening to. Now, there are controversial metal bands. Uh, they're mostly very on a low-end spectrum, so we're talking about bands that are specifically about hate. Uh, and when I say that, I talk about bands that are just like, they blatantly use the N-word or racial slurs while in their lyrics. Now, some bands that we talk about through the metal community talk about uh, racial history and white nationalism and stuff, but they're not quite as blatant about it, I guess. So if you're listening to a band that's lyrics are more based around the history of uh, white nationalism or slavery or whatever, like Argelcent or whatever, uh, I'll kind of give you a pass on that, basically, just because I know it's the art. So, you know, even though you have a message in there, it's not like you're trying to face fuck me with a bunch of slurs and stuff like that. So I may not agree with your character your ideology because like look i'm not into uh satanism i'm not really into christianity at all uh but i i like bands in both genres that that sing about said things so i've said it before i was kind of talking with somebody today about the whole um jk rowling stuff and whether people should play hogwarts and all that stuff like there's entertainment and then there's like basically people using platforms for their political means or whatever or agenda social agendas and when i listen to entertainment music mainly or see movies uh stuff like that where it's entertainment i just got to be entertained if, if i can get some entertainment out of it and a lot of times with black metal it's more about the sound rather than the lyrical content same with christianity and their music uh, I grew up, you know, first concert I went to was Striper, and uh, they're very talented musicians, but, like, I'm not a Christian, so the message that they put out there isn't something that I buy into. It just doesn't connect with me on that level. Uh, but I support any artist who wants to put out their own art, and, you know, you're really going to be judged at the end of the day whether or not you're just a good human being versus a bad one. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, so your personal views are yours, but uh, I don't share a lot of those views with you all. So, but at number sixty-six, Inquisition off the latest album. Uh, this is called "My Spirit Shall Join a Constellation of Swords." <laughs> Yeah. 
too intense. Lies. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Hey, lies. Oh, I'm in the zone. I'm Louis, sexy. Louis, what are you doing? I'm practicing. Louie, Louie, just say the line. Oh, Francis, baby, babe. Yeah? Just say the line. Yeah. That's why you're still sitting on the branch. Oh. I'm performing on the swamp. Yeah, get over yourself. Oh, oh, man. If Budweiser wanted someone to just say the line, uh -huh. as you naively put it, yes. they'd have hired a chimpanzee and saved themselves a little money. Yeah, the chimp is probably booked on a bigger job. Right? Oh, ha-ha. Yeah, you've lost touch with reality, you know that? Frankie, when I say wise, do you know what that does? Do yeah. you have any idea what that does? Yeah, it makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, well, uh, get a grip. Okay. It sells beer. Oh, Okay? Really? It moves the Budweiser off the shelf. Mm. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom. Uh -huh. It's like Louis Mania. Oh, really? Louis El Nino. Oh, I'm sure. I, I just can't Excuse me, but I have a little quiet here. But wise. Uh. Oh, yeah. I talked about this at one time when uh, this project was being first put together and uh, a friend of mine was involved with it, um, Josh, and uh, we actually did an interview with him some time ago uh, upon its final release. They were working on it for like three or four years, maybe even five before it got released. Uh, but I had heard like the demo tracks like way long before that and I just... I couldn't play anything because obviously uh, Josh couldn't give the okay because the main brainchild behind it was Johnny B. Morbid. and uh, But they had a lot of collaborations uh, with different people like uh, Michael Graves uh, from Gotham Road. Um, who was it? The guy from uh, Swashbuckle was involved a little bit. Uh, individuals from... Uh, Darrell Chemical Company, Dead and Wasted, which is some of John, who from No Moss, some of his projects. And, uh, yeah, so, like, there was a lot of cool things going on with it, and the demo stuff was awesome, which wasn't too far from when the final mixes came out, but uh, it's a great mixture of uh, melodic thrash and crossover involved there. It, it's a self-title from 2020, which was also one of my favorites of that year. Uh, from Atomic Werewolf, and uh, I know Josh has said that he still wants to be a part of anything going forward with it, but, you know, it's whether or not Johnny's going to continue to project or not. As far as, like, the archives, uh, they say the project is still active, so who knows? Maybe Johnny will come back to it. Uh, I'm not sure, but anyway, from that uh, debut record, uh, number 65, I have Atomic Werewolf with Wolfman's Got Nards. A lot of fun here. <laughs>
Hey, Frankie. Hey there, Louie. I need some new material. You're telling me. I mean, all my jokes are frog-related. No uh, kidding. I need ferret insults. You need a hobby. Hey, what do you think of this one? Hey, ferret, your mother is a prairie dog. What's that supposed to mean? Y your mother is a prairie dog. Yeah, your mother's not a funny? Well, I don't know. Okay, how about this? Hey, ferret, your mother's a bushy-tailed mongoose. What's with all the mother jokes? I don't know. They work. Louie, if you want to insult him, say something really derogatory. Yeah, like what? Like, hey, ferret, your slaps brand of humor is less intelligent than my witty dialogue driven banter. Well, that's a half an hour long. Well, it makes him think. It's very psychological. All right, let me give it a Come try. On, give it a shot. Hey, ferret! Your dialogue driven slapstick is humorless and, and without banter for all. See, I don't think he understood it, Frank. Well, you didn't say it right. I said it as best. I hey, ferret, your mother's a weasel. See that? It works every time. I heard him. I stung him with that one. Anheuser Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. time favorite metal tracks doing 80 through 61 today and uh we're down to number 64 uh really interesting thing about this particular band and my relation to them in terms of hearing their stuff like the first record that i got from them was actually the last full length they ever put out in 93 called grin and uh, they're like a progressive thrash metal act or technical thrash metal act from Switzerland called Corner. And, you know, there were some tracks that I really enjoyed, Grant. I remember the rumor about them is that they were really, really incredibly good. But I had never heard the four previous full lanes going back to 87. Uh, so I took it upon myself about four or five years ago just to kind of go and start actually listening to their earlier material uh, I always had a huge respect for them because they were always revered in the metal community but just had never sat and just sat and absorbed and listened to their stuff and I was kind of blown away just how good each of those first four releases really was and uh, yeah you can't go wrong with any of them uh, I think over time, Grin has kind of gotten a little more love, but I know initially it was kind of like, ugh, what are you guys doing here? Uh, but they have some really cool stuff going on with Grin. It's just a little bit more experimental than their stuff previously. But personally, I do love those first four records. They're more straightforward a little bit. They're not as, you know, experimental in those ranges, but they have a lot of cool shit going on. And so, at... Uh, what are we at? Number 64. I have Coroner with Die by My Hand.
Elbow with the Bandy Thorn. You're listening to the Hordes of Chaos only on Metal Tab Radio. Pump it. Frank, I'm thinking about moving to another swamp. Oh, really? I'm just not comfortable living in a swamp where assassination attempts are taking place. Uh-huh. Every loon with a vendetta, every snake with a sinus headache frightens me. I could get uh, jumped by some crazy weasel or something, mm-hmm. you know? Hey, it's gonna... Snap out of it, Louie. Who are you trying to kid, all right? Everybody knows it was you. Me? What was me? So you were the one who tried to bump off the frogs. Oh, Frank, are you back to... It was the ferret. His paw prints are all over the place. Uh, what, Louis, what else? You, you hired that ferret. Hey, I object. Oh, but really? I, I had no motive. No motive. I love Budweiser and I love the frogs. You love the frogs? Yes. I consider them good friends of mine. Oh, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're good buddies. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Hey, hey, excuse me. If you would remember last summer, mm-hmm. I invited them to that barbecue. Yeah, well, Louie, you wanted to cook them at that barbecue. But at least I invited them. Oh. You wouldn't have invited them at all. No. Down to number 63, and uh, again, this band I've known since the beginning when I first heard their debut in 2013, crossing a mixture of psychedelic, stoner, rock, and metal, uh, band out of Poland, Warsaw, Warsaw, Poland, uh, and uh, really, really cool band. They have four uh, releases to their name right now, and... Uh, Although the last one wasn't their strongest in terms of, like, in my opinion, but the first three records they have are just classics all the way front to back. Uh, the only thing unfortunate is I would love to have, like, a lot of their material on vinyl, but it's so expensive to try to get it. And uh, if I could find it rel- relatively cheap, I would just buy it instantly because um, it's all really good. It would I think it would sound great on vinyl, but... Um, yeah, can't really afford some of the prices on their vinyl work, but um, very, very good band. Uh, going with the first track I ever heard from them off their debut release, I believe. This is called Weed Pecker, Don't Trust Your Elephant. <laughs>
Hey there, this is Hugo Flores from Factory of Dreams and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Enjoy the music. I'm sick of being all coy and bashful, Dale. Okay. We're in the bathroom. So just take a minute. There's really little you can do about it. Oh, let me just help. Ah! Oh! It's all slippery. Oh, ah! oh. oh my God. Getting tingly. Something's going to happen. Ah! 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 I love you. Stay golden, pony boy. Okay. I gotta pee. Oh my god. You're incredible. Alright, we're getting down to the last two here. We're down to number 62. Uh, I remember walking into... A used record store, probably in '90, I believe. Yeah, probably about 1990, and browsing around, and I saw these two releases from this band, because that's all they had, uh, and so I picked them up, not knowing, haven't heard them, but I just picked them up, and uh, started listening. To them. I was like, man, these guys are really, really fucking good, and. They had like a really fun song on the first record, uh, Socialized Hate, called Beer Bong, uh, which had a lot of comedy within it. And uh, But the band itself as a thrash metal act was fabulous. And uh, the follow-up, uh, 90s Violent by Nature, is equally as good. And I had a chance to see these guys uh, for the first time a few years back when they played Maryland Death Fest. And uh, incredible live. They got through almost every song on those two records except for beer bong which i know from when i saw the set list that that was the last song but they ran out of time and i was like man just let these guys play that last song because i was waiting the whole time uh to hear it but i had a chance to actually meet every one of them as they were walking around i got some pictures picked up some merch and uh the thing is like at that time they were saying they were working on a new record and uh but here we are it has been at least five or six years since that that concert they were at and uh i know they've played like shows throughout the years since then but uh i still don't know what the update is with this record that's coming out because supposedly they have material that they're putting together granted they probably have a day job and you know because they had disbanded after 90 for a long time before doing that reunion show at maryland death fest and uh it was great to see them and i'm glad i got to check to see them but i'm really really hoping that they put a new record out because uh, i'd really love to hear something new from them uh, even though it's been so long but atrophy is without a doubt uh one of my favorite thrash acts from the 80s and 90s and just a great band. I still listen to a lot of their shit today. And uh, this is the title track from that second record. This is uh, Violent by Nature.
no one else will hear the damn thousand of black metal. Well, the one of me, black metal, damn thousand, and the interpreter of the comics from Southview. You are in the company of DJ Anubis and DJ Neko on Metal Pattern Radio. The best place to be. Stay tuned with these legends. Where are you going? I'm going upstairs. Because I'm going to put my nutsack on your drum set. Okay? Did you do that? I am warning you right now, if you touch my drums, I will stab you in the neck with a knife. Number 61, and uh, actually discovered this gentleman who out of Canada, Ontario, uh, who uh, I guess I, I thought for sure it was like a, a one-man project, but looking at the archive members list, unless later on he got more people involved, I'm not sure, but I mean they do say that his name is uh, Damon Scald. Uh, who does all instruments and vocals. So I suppose everyone else is like session or maybe live uh, players that play with him or contribute in some way. But, uh, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, Sig R. Tier or Tire. Uh, they're like folk black metal and uh, hasn't done anything since 2016's uh, Northern. But each record is really, really good. Um, I really love the first two, uh, Sailing the Seas of Fate and Beyond the North Winds from 2005 and 2008, respectively. Uh, just really, really good stuff. Um, I believe this one comes from Beyond the North Winds and uh, is at number 61. And uh, just fantastic song. A little great mixture of acoustics, some guitars. Uh, a little bit of melody and uh, both rough and clean vocal work. It's called The Way. And I will see you next time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and your Sunday. Cheers. <laughs>